Welcome to the Building BN Podcast, where we take an inside look at Bloomington Normal economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners. Hosted by your BN EDC. So to start off every podcast, we like to get a, a background on everybody. Um, with so many people here and some of you guys have been on, maybe just name, title, um, and how you're involved in the Bloomington Normal Innovation Alliance. Start with Jamie. Sure. Uh, Jamie Matthew, I own Red Raccoon Games, a former alderman for Ward 1 in the city of Bloomington, and uh, Innovation Alliance was something that Charlie and Kevin and I dreamed up, and here we are a couple years later with a bunch of amazing people helping us out. Awesome. Craig? Hi, Craig Jackson, director of the infrastructure team at Illinois State University, and I participate with the Bloomington Normal Innovation Alliance working for Charlie, but also help coordinate the efforts of the group. Very cool. Leon. Leon Lewis, Chief Information Officer, Illinois Wesleyan University, and I'm just trying to do whatever I can do to fit in. <laughs> Charlie. Uh, Charlie Adamala, I'm the Chief Information Officer at Illinois State University, and as uh, Jamie said, uh, this was all cooked up over tacos. <laughs> it was, it was. Taco Tuesdays. Uh, Kevin McCarthy and Jamie and I sat down, hammered it all together. Yeah, well, it's, it started too with we, uh, I, in Boca, uh, Mayor Bloomington and Boca Mwanle, and I went to a, a show in Chicago and came back, and I had this idea around like smart street lighting and smart city stuff, and reached out to Mark D from Serban, sure. Central Illinois Regional Broadband. Mm-hmm and started talking to him about it. And he's like, this is the same questions I'm getting right now from Charlie at ISU about smart campus. <laughs> that's right. He's yep. like, let's go, I'll go to lunch. And that's that was that first time, I think that's the first time I met you yep. was Mark D. I did want to mention Mark D's name, but I can't pronounce his last name. So <laughs> yes, it was it was Mark D that introduced us. It was bonus points. Together. My my best is Mark the Ski Skeeter. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> pretty and all close. for the listeners at home too, uh, I want you to know that uh, Illinois Wesleyan and Leon are wearing the appropriate colors. So he's got on green today, and then Craig does have on his red tie. So we're <laughs> represented very well in the middle of this. And we uh, won't say what Charlie's. Wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I got Star Wars. On. You got Star Wars. That's, that's appropriate. From the game store. It's appropriate. Right? It is appropriate. And then I did learn that cargo shorts are back in style, so you and me are going to be nice. never went out of style. That's what I learned recently, too. <laughs> if you just keep wearing the same thing long enough, it all it comes, comes back. back around. Yeah. You, then you can say you're ahead of your time. Yeah. yeah but the people are rolling their pants again. And I'm just like, man, I thought we were done with that. <laughs> Probably goes back to your DJ stories. Um, so for this one, we want to have an episode just because uh, there's a great event that's coming up. Um, it's hard to believe it's already June. So yeah. this month. Um, can't say next month anymore. And we do have a website that's up where you can go and register. But if you guys want to talk about, I guess, the purpose of the event and maybe get into the importance of cybersecurity and all that that entails. Yeah, you want to kick off? Sure. Um, so when, when we put uh, the alliance together, one of the things that uh, Kevin and Jamie wanted us, wanted to figure out is how we can serve the community. Um, and so, sorry, ISU has a lot of resources, Wesleyan has a lot of resources. Um, how, do, how do the universities, how can they interact with the, with the community? And cybersecurity is on top of everyone's mind. So, so we kicked that around and uh, one of the, the questions we had is how w- does a small to medium business handle cybersecurity threats? Um, is this something that we can help with, the, the universities can, can help with? So I think that was the genesis of the, the whole program. And I think, yeah, tap, tapping onto that, I think that, um, you know, the resources, you as the university get the attention of vendors 
that we're never going to get the attention of, right? The university has enough buying power that if you ask, um, you know, DHS or, or Dell or CDW or any of these big vendors, if you ask them for something interesting like this, they, they jump for you. They're not going to care when, you know, my five computer setup at my store, you know, and uh, so I think we can, we're starting to move towards helping educate people. What are the real challenges that are out there? You know, I mean, I'm a former computer nerd, um, business information systems at ISU, right? And so I've been paying attention for the, you know, because it's a, a hobby for me, but there's so many small businesses don't actually understand the real risks and the real threats that are out there right now. And so this, this cybersecurity summit is our first attempt at bringing the community together to say, if we all learn together and we can present a more unified face and have the same information that we're working from, um, hopefully we can stop some of the, the you know, we, we hear about all these horror stories of ransomware attacks and, and compromised credit cards and things all the time. And, and I do know there are some businesses in Bloomington Normal that have been hit by those, um, but hopefully we can slow that down by educating business owners you know, we wanted to, I, I think we had a particular po a focus where we wanted to educate the business owners of the risks to their businesses, as opposed to just another event where only the IT guys show right. up. Yeah. And, and that was super important to me because so many of our small to medium sized businesses in towns, they only hire IT usually after something already broke, right? <laughs> so how do we take, this is like trying to do a little more of a proactive approach to it. Yeah, I'd say, so something you guys said before the podcast started, I think, Charlie, you said it, it's, you you have to do this because you are, I mean, that's a small city sitting over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, Jamie, you've got the background, so you, you understand why it's so important um, to where some of their smaller businesses, it's out of sight and or out of mind. It's almost like um, whenever you get a backed up sewer system or something, it's like, then, then you have to take care of it. So being proactive and having the educational institutions that we have that are staying on top of this because it's required. Um, it's a, I just think it's a great opportunity that not all communities can offer, you know, especially having two universities together. Um, so if you can talk a little bit, I mean, don't give away the whole, you know, summit, but if you can talk about maybe some of the topics that would be covered during this. Well, I think the whole purpose is to try to make it simple for business owners to understand business, and they always want us to put in nonprofit, <laughs> not only business owners but nonprofit true, institutions. True. But we want to make it simple. We don't want to complicate it. You know, simple tips. This is the way you can help secure your yourself. This is the way you can stay out of trouble, basically, and sort of bring some hope to the doom and gloom of the news, <laughs> and then also. One of the major benefits for colleges to be part of this is the life experience our students get in the real world. Mm. I mean, that's the big push for at least me and I'm sure Charlie yep. and Heartland is if we can get some students out there to help the real world, then when they go out in the real world, they know what questions are going to be asked and they're better prepared. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's not just, you know, an opportunity for the businesses, but, you know, students that are out there, this would be a good networking opportunity. Because even for us at the EDC, you know, our job is to help current businesses grow from within, bring in new ones. And when we're out asking, you know, Carl's job now, you know, are you in growth mode? If not, why not? Workforce comes up and everyone's wanting to know about data analytics. And that's a major part of cybersecurity. I don't think a lot of people pay attention to because everyone's concerned about the threats but if you think about what you're actually protecting yeah, exactly. that's all the data you guys have been you know collecting for so long and what does that mean if uh, your customer's data is leaked mm -hmm. major problem yeah and some of this um even goes back to you know a, a, a initiative from 
what, 10 years ago for BN Tech Town. Hmm. And, and part of one of the things we were talking about BN Tech Town is like, okay, we have all these um, opportunities and we have a lot of technology and tech related companies that exist in Bloomington Normal that most people don't even know about, right? Like we have five different companies you could buy fiber optic, high speed internet access in Bloomington Normal and most communities don't have one, right? We have right. five. Our bigger challenge now is that they're digging each other's stuff up or <laughs> running lines through sewer lines and stuff like that, right? Um, but even back with BN Tech Town, we wanted to include a part of this that was an outreach to students. And, and maybe, you know, I have dreams that maybe someday with the Innovation Alliance, we start um, almost something like a, an apprenticeship type mm -hmm. of program yep. where we're getting the kids involved out in the community working on projects to, like uh, Leon was saying, to create real world differences, help them build up a portfolio when they have a resume to say, I worked on this while I was still in school. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes them look better when they're in the interview. You know, yep, that's what's right. your experience look like? Well, I did this cool project. And I was working with this nonprofit, and we mm -hmm. we fixed all their stuff. And I mean, that looks great on a resume. So, I wanted to point out two things that uh, surprised me and uh, made me realize that this has more legs than I thought it would. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to tee up uh, Craig <laughs> to talk about some of our speakers. So the first thing that happened is that uh, we, we were contacted by the uh, DHS, the Department of Homeland Security. Mm. When they heard about what we were doing, they were very excited uh, because it turns out that it's very difficult for them to reach out to the small and uh, medium businesses. They, if, if there is a security threat, right, they can reach out to, to me mm -hmm. at ISU, probably reach out to Leon, but how will they reach out to the hundreds and thousands of small businesses there? So, so they felt that we were doing something pretty unique with the BNIA and the EDC uh, and the Chamber of Commerce all working together to get a message across to the small mm -hmm. businesses. So one of the, some of the takeaways that, uh, that we came up with was we could become a, a source that say the Secret Service or the DHS could use to, to reach out to a whole whole bunch of uh, small mm -hmm. businesses. For them, just that piece itself was was pretty uh, interesting. The second thing I think is the, is the, is the fact that, uh, and th this was brought in uh, as I talked to a couple of tech companies in town. What we could do as uh, Wesleyan and as uh, ISU is create an incubator type uh, service to tech uh, companies in town so that we, they get to study what we're doing, uh, see if they can monetize it, um, and then develop it from a student-run or student-led um, service and take it over as, as something that they can actually provide at, 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 as a business. So those two things came out pretty strong uh, during our conversation. Yeah. And DHS has really good resources and they've got great information. What they don't have is reach. They don't, okay. there aren't enough of them out there to really be in the communities to be that trusted source. Sure. So they like our model as a, as a step after the summit is that we could be, the Innovation Alliance could be that trusted source because a small business doesn't, the owner is not going to have time to read all the different blogs and the different emails. There's a lot of just noise out there. Well, if yeah. we can provide that signal. So now they got know a, what's good. If you got an email from the Department of Homeland Security, would you think it was the Department of Homeland Security? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, the spam is ramping up right now. The phishing attacks are coming fast and furious. And, and luckily, I know how to deal with it for a small yeah. business, and I'm educating my staff. But most places don't. I wonder how many people have gotten hit by some of these things when they come in. They look like HTML mm -hmm. attachments mm -hmm. and... 
you know, if you're not, if you don't know what you're looking for, yep. click on the wrong thing and you're toast. And yeah. it's, it's that fast anymore too. You know, yeah. you, you hope your uh, antivirus or will stop it, but mm. maybe, maybe not. Yeah. That's a, it's a cool, I guess, unattended consequence. You probably didn't have that in mind whenever you guys came up with, you know, hosting this, that that could be that's a right. turnout, but <laughs> yes, you know, you're right. Be able to get the information out in front of the right people, which is why the chamber is such a valuable partner in all exactly. this, because that's most of the small businesses where we usually deal with some of the major employers combine them all together. Um, but I, I do remember, like even when we went to DC, uh, researching the smart city concept and knowing like, you know, everyone trying to define what is a smart city, I think they were more impressed the fact that the relationships mm-hmm. were already here, that you've got a town and a city and a county mm-hmm. and two universities all working together to try to solve whatever this is and look at what's coming next. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just real quick, just to your point for a second earlier, too, you said, if I got an email from DHS, well, now I'll stop and look at it because <laughs> I signed up for it, right? right I'm right. on the mailing list because right. I want this information. But if I hadn't, you know, if this wasn't something, yeah, it would be a phishing attack. There's no way I'm clicking on the link in there. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, that'll be great. And um, so the, the actual date of it is going to be Thursday, June 22nd, and it is at the Illinois State University Alumni Center right up the road. So really easy to get to with plenty of parking. Um, we do have uh, multiple social media accounts, but also the easiest way is BNAlliance.com right on the front page. Um, there's a way that you could register there. Um, did you want to talk about any of the speakers or the individual topics? Because it is, was uh, it? it's correct. 10 to 4. Yeah, yeah, we should talk about them, um, especially since some of them sponsor the event. So, yes. so uh, lunch is provided, yep. and we have a social hour afterwards that's mm-hmm. also uh, being worked on. Yeah, so the, the the event is meant to be informative, but also we, we have, uh, we've got time scheduled in there for everybody who's participating to network with each other nice. and to share a lot of information, just share questions, concerns, so that it's going to be a high-touch kind of event for people who are there, that it's not just us having speakers talking at them for six hours sure. with a free lunch. They still get the free lunch, <laughs> but it's it's them not just learning, but also learning from these experts, but also learning from each other about what they're doing, what their concerns are, how they can maybe do some things together, or, you know, d- d- because when the event's over, we want there to be impact afterwards. We want there, we want it to be sticky so that they're, they're still in communication and still working with us on some of these things. So we've got Walt Powell from CDWG. Okay. They're our main sponsor for the event. He is coming in. He's got you know, 20 years of experience in cybersecurity, large enterprises, large large small enterprises and manages a team of cybersecurity experts so he's going to have a ton of information he'll be our first keynote speaker of the day we're uh, going to also have uh, track two tracks in there one's going to be focused on the business side as jamie said and they're going to be looking at things what can the business owners do in terms of like cybersecurity insurance and other steps they can take on the mm-hmm. business side and uh, while that track's going on, there'll be one for that IT person in the organization and focus more on the technical ones and zeros kinds of things for the activity. We'll then be at the afternoon, we'll have another, uh, another keynote speaker talking about some additional things such as what are the real threats to small to medium businesses and not-for-profits, not just the big, you know, the things right. you hear about, but what, what are things that are really necessary to be thinking about so you don't need to be up worried all night over every threat what are the things that that are probably more likely to happen and let's focus on those so like leon said more hope less fear yeah <laughs> and i do want to say something about the it track it's not a high end throwing lots of acronyms that you track <laughs> it is this is how you get started these are the basics 
So if you have a new IT person or a young IT person, don't be afraid to send them thinking yeah. that they're going to be overwhelmed with you know, 20,000 acronyms and these funny little flow charts mm -hmm. and grams. We're really going to say these are the basics. This is how you start. Yeah. And, and we're going to finish the day with a panel discussion. We'll also include our DHS colleagues. Okay. So it would be a good open conversation with, with people, with, the, with the, the primary speakers, plus a couple more uh, folks joining that, that panel. But again, a review at the end of the day, let's, let's figure out, you know, are there other questions we didn't answer mm -hmm. or additional ones that we can address? Well, it sounds like a great opportunity uh, for a couple of different audiences. One for the businesses that are out there and knowing that there is opportunity to ask questions mm -hmm. to network in between, which is usually what they're good at. Um, but then also, yeah, the up and coming workforce or students yeah. who might be interested in this. And it almost sounds like basic economic development course where you go up there and find out what you don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's enough that, you know, you're going to have enough contacts there um, to follow up. And yeah, hopefully, you right. know, build those networks and uh, get connected. And again, not to scare anybody, but I mean, you even mentioned earlier, Probably something a lot of businesses don't consider is uh, cybersecurity insurance. That's right. Like yeah. a, that's even a thing. Yeah. I mean, so there are there's tools out there. Mm -hmm. I think that this is an opportunity to share some of those tools and some of those ideas. And we want folks to think about this as you don't need to have any cybersecurity knowledge or experience to come to this. Okay. We, we are we're looking at we're going back to essentials, kind of basics for companies. So no one has to know anything coming in. We're, we're here to help and just provide that, you know, those key points. Perfect. Yeah, one of our pre-calls uh, with DHS, they were talking about they've got a framework that they've already created for small and medium businesses just to say, okay, after you've done A, then go to B, then go to C, and to give business owners kind of that prioritized step-by-step -step list of you can just go down the list piece by piece and, and work way, your way through it to make sure that your business is protected. Okay. Yeah, no, it sounds like a great entry level. And so hopefully any business that's out there doesn't think they have to send their IT person. Like if you're the owner, exactly. you know, this is something for you. And again, any, any students or perspective, I, I would say even with my kids, they have their own past set out. I'm like, well, if there's a way to get any type of IT in there, <laughs> it's not going away. Um, so yeah, learn as much as you can. So it sounds like a, a wonderful opportunity I'm um, looking forward to this one. Is there anything else uh, about the topic itself, uh, Innovation Alliance, or anything else going on campus-wise that we could share with the audience? I, I, I know the emphasis, um, and I like Leon's emphasis on hope and, and uh, <laughs> positive piece, but the reality is that the uh, cybersecurity issues are real. Yes. And we have nation states that are targeting uh, people. It's near impossible for a small to medium business to be able to to muster up everything on their own to fight fight off these attacks. So the message of hope is the fact that there's there's a bunch of people mm -hmm. who are um, who are experts who can take people from one level of maturity to to the hi next higher one. The other piece is that um, we we keep emphasizing small to medium businesses. However, anyone that yeah. wants to come over mm -hmm. do come over. I mean, uh, this this it'll be useful for a whole bunch of people. Sure. Yeah. And I think uh, tapping onto that too is there's also the, the hope part, but there's also the what if part. Mm -hmm. What if something does happen, then what are your steps? Mm -hmm. And that's something I know DHS wants to talk about too. They want to say, we're here to help and we will come help you if something happens as well. So what is that path outwards mm -hmm. if something bad does happen too? I think it could also be an opportunity just to be able to identify what's happening. Because I think a lot of times we joked earlier about, you know, the, the email coming in, if it's spam or not. And 
you know, everyone gets some of those spam emails mm-hmm. and we identify it, but there's so many other ways now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've right. even heard, I don't want to go down a dark path either, but some of the stuff you can do with AI and, you know, taking your kid's voice and having them mm-hmm. on the phone and getting passwords from you, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty amazing nowadays on the different ways you can get hit. It's a interesting world we're <laughs> living in now, right? Com- compared to uh, the iPhone has only been out for 15 years wow. at this point, yeah. and so much has changed and evolved in this 15-year 15 15 span. And as a business owner, it's constantly, constant vigilance and whack-a-mole and trying to figure out what you don't know, what's the next thing. Yeah. And especially, I love the fact that um, ISU was able to pull together some sponsors to make this event free, mm-hmm. right? Because I get advertisements for these. I get postcards in the mail, like come to this thing in Peoria, come to Champaign, come do this thing. And it's always like $2.99, $3.99, $4.99 for an afternoon. That's not something that's easily, I'm not gonna check off on that box, right? right. As, a, as, a, as a small business, but a free event, you get some food, uh, at the end of the afternoon, you maybe maybe have an adult beverage, but also you get some networking and you get some information. Love this. This whole setup has been amazing so far. Yeah. Yep. Great opportunity. Good project for the Bloomington Normal Innovation Alliance. I mean, it does really about trying to tackle all the, uh, I guess, tech opportunities and challenges that yep. we have across the, our county. And I think this is, a, again, lean back on the word collaboration, you know, because at the end of the day, you're going to have the opportunity to meet with everybody in this group along with a lot of experts. And as Jamie said, uh, can't really pass up on food and maybe adult beverages. We'll see. <laughs> awesome. Is there anything else you want to cover about the event or anything else going on? Oh, we're all good. Man, there's so much stuff going on, though. I'm going to put out a plug. I'm going to throw out a plug. Um, you know, because I'm also on the committee for the Route 66 eSports mm. event that's mm. coming up. Craig's on that committee with me as well. That goes with and that. that's coming up in October, too. So right now we're talking about tech from the keeping businesses, uh, you know, safe and everything. But when we get to that, we're going to be talking about tech from the, the fun and entertainment yeah. and education of, a, of our youth and of the next generation. So because not only is it playing games um, and learning, but it's team building and everything else, but we're working in an entire educational track as part of this uh, as well, kind of aimed at high school and college kids okay. who are interested you know, as, as a kid growing up, my dad would always be like, shut off that Nintendo, go outside and play. You're going to rock your brain, right? But now you can get a college scholarship to play games, yes. right? Uh, play in either Wesleyan or at uh, ISU. And either, they both have amazing esports arenas. Uh, that was a concept that nobody imagined when in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And um, But what's the next step? Where do you go from there, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so start educating all these kids and everything and grab their attention while they're playing games. Do something fun, do something awesome at the same time. You know, we're putting Bloomington on the map from an esports perspective For too. Sure. Um, and and uh, with the future goal that we want to host um, like the state championships for the IHSA or the IHESA um, for the, the, the cyber sports, the esports tournaments as well as an economic deploy, uh, economic development play for the community as well. For sure. And a couple fun and make money. Yeah. Love that side of it. And humble brag on both Wesleyan and ISU. I mean, you guys have like top tier teams, you know, when it comes to some of these esports, I'm not sure what actual games, but if there's an opportunity to do some uh, local competition, I'll I'll throw my name in in the (laughs) ring and get my butt kicked by some of these kids on something. The the, uh, ISU Overwatch team is, is, as amateurs, they still are competing against, they're they're qualifying to go against pros. Wow. So the Overwatch team is phenomenal. League of Legends is a great team. Rocket League is also great. And we we really got our start from watching our colleagues over at Illinois Wesleyan. They were the first 
to, to really get into esports, and we learn from them, and we learn fast. Nice. Yeah, I'll just shout out, throw a shout out to you that Heartland also has an esports yeah, team. Right. Oh, because one of my staff members is at Heartland right now, <laughs> plays on the Smash team for okay. uh, for Heartland Community College. So, so the uh, the esports tournament is um, October twenty first. I think that's the right date, right? It's that it's a it's a two day event, Saturday Sunday event. So that'll be great. Just put it on your calendar or something to come check out, even if you don't want to play games. We're gonna try to make, um, you know, I'm even this year they talked me into hosting a Pokemon event. So okay, so we're playing the Pokemon card game as a way to again we're gonna get kids into the building, and and then we're start educating them and all the possibilities of things in the future. You know, games like Pokemon reinforce math and teamwork Mm -hmm. and everything too. So. We're adding that into the mix to try to make this a real gaming festival yep. for Central Illinois, and, and we had some teams last year that flew in from like Arizona yeah, and Maryland. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the people were coming from all the United, all over the United States to this, and I don't think most of the community knew we even do it. Did it right. So. Well, I was definitely paying attention as a still a still a gamer. I'm not very good, but I do play. I'm nowhere near some of the my, what my kids can do. But uh, glad that is here, and it is a, a a gateway into the rest of IT and strategy and everything else. So my, my parents said the same thing: get off the computer and go outside. Oh, glad I didn't always listen to them because <laughs> it paid dividends when it came to analytics and everything else that I do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so all you fellow nerds out there, stay at it. Uh, but yeah, if there's, if there's anything else, uh, thanks for coming on. Looking forward to this event, helping spread the word. And uh, yeah, check us out online at uh, bnalliance.com, innovationalliance.com. So. Yeah. Thanks, Thank everybody. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you. Tune in next week as we continue to take an inside look at Bloomington Normal's economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners, and learn more about our BN Advantage.